From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from my apartment in New York City, and Corey joins us from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we try to help the Packers turn the page after a couple of embarrassing losses to the New York football teams, but right now it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got Robert Big Bob Tunyon. We got the bad. We got Matt. What the hell was that? LaFleur. We got the ugly. We got your Green Bay Packers. I mean, seriously, people come from literally all over the world to watch you at Lambeau Field, and you do that. That is some ugly stuff. Banky, welcome back to New York City. Welcome back to America. How you doing, buddy? Um, Not doing that great. I got a lot of jet lag, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) You know, the Packers... I started. I started like I started a little bit of a rant before watch party, um, mm-hmm. in, when I was in Japan before the Jets yep. game, yeah, and we couldn't. Well, I couldn't keep it going because the game started, and I was going to be like, okay, well, let's reset. But right, right. I don't know what it is about this three and three team. They're the most annoying three and three Packers team. I feel like I've ever experienced. Ever, ever. What, what, what is no, it about maybe it's this because three three team? Well, maybe it's QB1. I don't know. Right. Is right. is there a more annoying NFL player than QB1? Whew, yeah, I would go with Russell Wilson, but I feel you. Okay, 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 you. okay. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That right. was so helpful I actually. Mean... Okay. I can <laughs> I can hang I can hang my hat. You put know, your, just put that there whenever you feel it rising within you and just remember that Russell Wilson exists. Like, you know? uh, uh, do other Packer fans feel this way, or am I the only one? Like, has he no, just gotten I, more you are annoying not the only over one. time? My mentions in my inbox, oh, in our God. YouTube comments, sir, you are not the only one. You are not. by Not even by a long stretch. I just, and, you know, I was I was getting, I was coming back, uh, I was coming down here, I had to grab some Sennheiser headphones, and um, <laughs> right. I just, uh, I just, I don't understand why... Why in two and a half years can we not get it done on the offensive line? The offensive line used to be this this unit that we just hung our hat on. We were just like, maybe you know took, what? Everybody maybe else took come for along. granted a little bit. Maybe took for granted, hundred percent, hundred percent, a little bit. Yeah. And now, okay. holy it's crap! Problem. If I watch one more highlight of Runyon <laughs> getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> And then it just it just creates oh, this whole man. downfall where you're just like, wait a mm-hmm. second. If Runyon is that anything. bad, if Runyon is that bad, okay. He, he's not, by the way. He's not that bad. But I hear you. I feel what you're saying. He's bad. Like he was bro. bad in that game. He is not a bad player. Bro. Newman's Newman's a bad player. Newman's like, right there. Well, here's New, the thing, Newman's though. worse. But right. if these guys are this bad, okay. What kind of lack of self scouting has this team done? So I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching uh, JT O'Sullivan, yes. quarterback school. Okay, Have you read I highly script? recommend. 
Huh? Have you read the script? No. As a matter of fact, here's what's hilarious. (laughs) I had to log in as the intro was starting to the script. (laughs) Like, I I almost didn't make the intro. Seriously. I was like, wait, what am I have to say? I love this And then I literally was like, okay. So... Oh, I'm okay. watching. Oh, are you, do we talk about it later? Oh, we'll we talk about him later in the show. Why? Well, I, I highly recommend everybody watch it. Although yes. I do want to say something 100%. about JT O'Sullivan. Guy yeah. had to be the worst quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. So the fact that he, he, this guy was such a I, bad okay. quarterback and he actually right. knows a lot about it, okay. it's hilarious. It's that no, whole like those some who of the, can't do teach. <laughs> no, but it's but you don't have the physical gifts. That's the thing. It's like Sean Payton. <laughs> Was a quarterback, you know. Mike Holmgren was a quarterback, but they couldn't Matt play at the NFL level. But they were great, great coaches, right? So it's like I get it. Like I get JT O'Sullivan being really good at explaining the game. You know, he played at a high level. For the he Omaha was not beef, great bro. He did Omaha he did beef. Indeed. He did. He did indeed. Um, hey, hey! Shout out uh, enough to, uh, of this. Carry the G here. Carry the G. Uh, oh, there Find we go. Your... There we go. Get some carry the G. I love it. All right, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, let's let's stop talking about this nonsense. Let's stop talking about the offensive line and what's not working and QB1 being annoying. Let's all that. Let it let it all go and let the hotness just wash over you. time for the hotness that's right the hotness is here where we try to highlight something hot that happened in the past game it was it was a little difficult this week not gonna lie wasn't a whole lot to talk about but i will highlight this play by alan lazard jeremy roll this nonsense because let me tell you this look at this catch get that separation take the hit it doesn't matter hang on to the ball you know the safety's coming you know you're getting leveled it doesn't matter i make miracles happen and look at this offensive line look at the time look at the pocket everything about that is hot so there you a lot of drops by the wide receivers this game yes by the way yes on simple plays too like on slants and stuff like man they they were not ready for this it's, game and i hate it's to say the little it, things yep it's the little things and i hate to say that taking the buy after the london trip may have paid dividends but they didn't want to they wanted to save it for hopefully later in the year and that's what they got so hopefully down the line they've ripped off a bunch of wins and they get that much needed break late in the year and then get revved up for a playoff run hopefully that materializes and this whole episode with London and then coming back and losing to the Jets, that all gets forgotten, right? That's the dream. But right now, sitting in it, doesn't feel too good. Does not feel too good. Let's get to uh, some Packers news, shall we? Uh, Sammy yeah. Watkins is back at practice, Corey. Um, and that's no sure that's thing exciting. that he's going to play. But he's back off IR and practicing. So that's good. They haven't. He's practicing. That's a good thing. There's no set, you know, he's definitely going to play or anything like that. But... Given the banged-up nature of their wide receiving core, it's nice to see him back at practice. Speaking of banged-up wide receivers, Randall Cobb avoided a season-ending injury, which I think you'll agree after watching him literally with tears in his eyes leaving Lambeau Field on Sunday. That was scary. Undoubtedly thinking that his season was over. The fact that his season is not over and he will be back eventually is freaking great. I mean, especially that he was the leading receiver in London, for God's sakes. 
mean, who knows how many balls he might have seen against the Jets if he had been able to stay on the field. But just good that he's not done for the year. Um, and then finally, the Packers claimed Luke Tenuta from the Colts, an offensive tackle, and signed hey. Kwan Baker to the practice squad. And, Corey, I had to get Kwan Baker in there for you because I know no what one a cares. huge fan of practice squad <laughs> signings you are. Literally get zero Gotta people get care. In. No one cares. All right. You know what they do care about? This offense. What the hell is yeah. going on? And fixing the offensive <laughs> line. Underline, italicize, offensive. I, I got to say, I think that's probably the worst performance by a Packers offensive line as a collective unit that I have seen. I want to go back like five, six years, maybe. I mean, just as a whole. And it wasn't just like Quentin Williams, like manhandling guys and running guys over. Like that happened. Don't get it wrong. Don't no. get it twisted. I, that definitely occurred. But just as a unit, like the twists and the stunts, which for a normal, what we've, again, to your point, have become accustomed to from a Packers offensive line, that's like day one install stuff, you know? But there was no communication. There was very little kind of help and the ability to kind of, okay, well, my guy's like not oh, is stunting, so I should definitely either give my guy a heads up. I think there was one play where David Bakhtiari, you almost see him kind of look at Runyon and go, uh, a little help, a little heads up. Can I get can I get a little shout out before this guy comes tearing around the edge? So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do this week to try and get back to basics, so to speak, whatever building blocks they want to build on. But I'll tell you what, Corey, I hope they make some changes, but I'm also going to tell you I'm not going to be shocked if they come out there against the Commanders on Sunday with the same five guys. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the I idea do. that, oh, we're just going to work through it. This team has no – in my opinion, this team has zero – whether it's QB1 or coach, this mm. season and some of last season, they have no ability to self-scout. Just zero, just zero ability. Because if you're actually self-scouting, you're right. going to change something. You're going to change your scheme. You're going to change, you know, like whatever your approach. I get, yeah. I get Roger saying, you know, and he in McAfee show, he qualified what he meant by this simplifying, you know, look, simplification. The right. guy has a hard job, right? If you're the quarterback, you don't want to throw Artists your entire offensive line under, under the, the bus, bus. right? Right. Right. So you come up with things like simplify. You come up with these. But there's this one there's this one um play that JTO solo. I know we're gonna talk about this later, but there's one play where mm. it's a play action to the left, but mm. Rogers needs to throw it to a guy three seconds to his right. So as the play is designed, it's good, but the layer of complexity and the fact that Rodgers doesn't move fast enough to his right and thinks he has four seconds to actually throw the ball Sit goes the back pocket, to right. their ability to not self-scout. That's the wrong yep. play. And 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 also, you know, there's what wide receivers that are like three yards within each other and like people aren't running their routes. And I get that. But we'll, we'll be talking about that. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, But to your point, Corey, the idea of, okay, we know the Jets are really formidable up front. We know Williams is a problem. We know we're going to have issues, even if there isn't the miscommunication, right? Even if you handle the stunts, they're a very good defensive front that's probably going to give you problems. Why on God's green earth are you calling these shots and these plays 
for wide receivers 20 yards down the field when you know you're going to have problems blocking it up. You know what I mean? That's what drives me insane. That's where I'm like, to your point, why are you not adjusting what you're week after week after week? Oh, well, you know, we're just a tick away. Well, you've been a tick away for five weeks. At some point, when do you kind of capitulate and say, okay, you know what? When we dink and dunk, we're actually pretty effective. I don't think but when we try to go downfield, I don't think they can. I don't think this team can dink and dunk. They did in London. That touchdown drive in London was fucking phenomenal. And it was just paper cut, paper cut, paper cut all the way down the field. Yeah, I forgot I mean, how nice I think they, that first half was. Her first half was great. But to your point, I think they can. I just think they don't <sighs> want to. Between 12 and Matt, I think they want to go downfield. They want to push the ball downfield. And I understand that from the sense of they know if they can block it up and if they, you know, execute, which is kind of the watchword this week. Yeah, they probably can on the odd chance that they get it blocked up. But with, like, the regularity they call these plays – you're not that team. You don't have that team. And that's which what's that's, frustrating. Which that is the whole self-scout thing. Because if you're yep. honestly self, if you're honestly, if you're honest about who you are, you right. start from who you are, not who you want to be. Like, it's this whole, like, everybody uses the word manifest in dreams. And that's all great, right? Mm-hmm. You can manifest mm-hmm. things. You can have dreams. Right. Yep. yep. But you got to win games. And if you're just manifesting, you ain't going to win games. Dreams don't equal wins. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. I just Speaking think that self- I, I, I blame more of it on QB1. I'm sorry. I'm just – I'm not done with QB1. I just need – I just – I and no, people that are saying on the chat it has to do with politics. Fuck you. It's not about his politics. It's not about anything like that. It's about – Why would it be attitude. about his politics? About, because I see people putting that. It's not about his politics or his immunization or whatever the hell. Who gives a shit about all that? All I care about is the Packers winning football. What bothers me about QB1 is it's everybody's problem but his problem. That's what it feels like. Oh, but, but Corey, he said he had, to play a, he had to play a tick better. <laughs> like, a tick. That was, it's a lot that was more than that. Raising. Yes, if if you're looking at the world and you're like, oh, I can just drop back and uh, uh, it's it goes to the intellectualization of offense mm-hmm. instead of just getting back to simple football. Like what's wrong with playing simple football? I don't understand. I don't understand. These guys make this shit way more complicated than it needs to be because they have to they have to be perceived as being smart. You know what? I run a company. I I don't care if people think I'm smart. I don't give a shit. As long as my employees are happy and my clients are happy and they all think I'm a fucking idiot, fine. And you're and That's you're successful. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. And there's this whole thing where <laughs> he has to be perceived a certain way for them to be successful instead of them just winning the fucking game. That's what's getting old. It's just getting so fucking old. Man, you're you're preaching right now because I I I buy that a thousand percent. The idea that and now look, it's always in concert with Matt. I can never put it all on twelve, right? Because Matt is the head coach, and I understand that Aaron is the four time MVP, superstar, etc. And you're going to acquiesce to that, obviously, right? But at the same time, he wasn't a four time MVP prior to Matt arriving. He was a two time MVP who was really his game had started to fall off, and then was kind of rebuilt by the head coach. 
And I think that head coach right now has to say, look, we don't have the horses for this kind of race. We don't. You know, and until that happens, I don't think much is going to change. Now, maybe it does. Who knows? Maybe starting this Sunday, they start realizing, like you say, who they are rather than what they want to be. But And I get it. I saw the, all the clips this week, like, oh, they're so close. They're so close. They've been close. They've been, quote, yeah. so close for well, weeks. For you weeks. Say, you, you can say they're so close, but with all the uncharacteristic, but I hope uncharacteristic when I say this. Right. You got the wide receiver drops. You got A.J. Dillon fumbling the ball. Holy moly. That Although, was just... As- as Kuhn pointed out, that's on Rodgers. It's too high. It's like, it's in his breastplate. It's got to be in his belly. Like, shout out. And by the way, shout out to John Kuhn for pointing that out on the broadcast. Like, that was, I mean, that's that's his bud, right? And he's saying that's on Aaron. So, you got all these little things. And you, you can't just, you know, you can't just put it off jet lag. Especially because, like, <laughs> right. dude. No, I feel you. Those feel guys you. left Tottenham Stadium at 4 o'clock. And they were in Green Bay by 1 in the morning. Yep. Like before one. they're not like yeah. you and I who we got to like go <laughs> to the airport and go right, through right, immigration right. and you oh, know God. like all the custom shit. No. Yeah. This I mean no, no, no. and 5 hours jet lag is nothing. 14 hours jet lag that's something. But 5 hours jet lag <laughs> mm, come on. You had 6 days well, especially, to get over it. Especially like, a week later. Yeah, yeah. I feel Yeah. Like. You know, but here's they the were, thing. They okay, were so clearly not ready for the Jets. That was at very all, obvious. At all. It was embarrassing. And now here's the other embarrassing part. You talk about being who you are. Talk about not trying to be something you're not, but like featuring your players, your good players. Say, oh, I don't know, your superstar running back. Aaron Jones. The fact that they continue to ignore Aaron Jones, Crazy. especially early in games, is downright criminal. And then Matt, I'm so – you guys know, anybody watching, anybody listening knows, we love Matt. We love Matt LaFleur. But if I have to listen to Matt one more time post-game, ask a, get asked about Aaron Jones not getting the football and him saying, well, it's not good enough or something we got to look at, it's that, that meme where we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Like, <laughs> you're the guy. You're the dude responsible for getting your superstar the ball. And if it takes sitting 12 down and going, look, the first 12, 15 plays, whatever our openers are, which, by the way, against the Jets, not one of them, because they went three and out, featured Aaron Jones. That's crazy. Out of the first 15, you've got to feature at least, at least five to eight of those plays have to go to Aaron Jones. They have to. But what are we doing? Like this, the Jones thing is killing me. It's absolutely killing me. It's, it's I mean, insane. we're trying to run, we're trying to run the offense and Rogers is talking about Peyton Manning and not wanting motion. He likes the static look because he gets the picture. I get all that. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, my guys. He had Edron James behind him. You know, it's like Edron James got the football. Get the ball to your back. It's, just, it's killing me. It's killing somebody, me. Uh, somebody said in the chat, if Jones, if if the line sucks, how can Jones get anything done? And, you know, a good running back can overcome those things. Have a you great seen running the five back can... yards per carry average? <laughs> yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. They can be effective. And here's well, the thing. And, and you here, don't have to here, run the ball. Yeah. Throw it to him. Yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing. When we had Devontae Adams, we had no problem featuring him in our offense. Interesting how that works. works. Funny how that works. They just hate running backs. They hate running backs. It's killing me. It's killing they hate me. them so much they drafted one in the second round. Yeah, right. And then uh, promptly ignored him. I will say, now all this ranting aside, because I know it's, I get it. Look, um, it doesn't matter, right? As someone just said, as you were, whoever was that was in the chat, man, if the offensive line sucks, what can you do? I understand that. At some point, the coaches sure. can only do so much, right? The coaches can scheme it up. They can have grand plans, grand ideas, all the things they want to do can only go so far as the execution on the field. And to Roger's point post-game, I did buy what he was selling in, in the sense of, like, simplifying meaning we need to execute better. And I know the guys in the room on Monday talking to Matt, I know Huber kind of took this angle of, well, Aaron doesn't like motion, and he doesn't want – he wants things simplified. Matt LaFleur's offense is predicated on motion. What are they going to do, guys? I didn't – see it through that lens at all i saw aaron saying i saw aaron saying like look the coaches are trying to do their best and trying to give us a plan that'll work we need to execute and you know that's the game of football without well he qualified qualified that on he qualified that on mcafee he qualified what he was trying to say which was not had nothing to do with motion or anything to do with scheme it 100 percent had to do with execution i mean it's just frustrating when you know all the film breakdowns that come out after every game and it's like you can see where things are meant to go or designed to go etc and one dude is just off and this is not just on the offense this is both sides of the ball but it's like yeah 
my guys, we're going into week seven. At some point, you got to execute. At some point, it's not preseason anymore. It's not, oh, we're early in the season yet. We're still kind of figuring it out. We're kind of, you know, finding our identity. No, 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 no. Right now, your identity is you're a middling, middle-of-the-pack football team that yep. doesn't do anything well. Although, although I saw this little little green shoot for you because I know I've been. Oh, I love it when you go green shoots. All right, give it to me. Somebody on TikTok was saying that they were like Kansas City and the Bills are the two best teams, right? right. And then somebody was like, "Oh, in that mix." But I hear you. the the Patriots could beat the Bills. So then I was like, "Wait a second, we beat the Patriots." <laughs> We did. We didn't. Let's go. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, Zappy was just like kind of like thrown into the mix. So who knows? But I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Let's flip it over to the defense, by the way. Let's let's talk about this run defense, which, you know, all camp. I thought, you know, there's something there. They got the horses. I think they're going to turn this thing around. This past game was the fifth time the Packers defense allowed at least 120 plus rushing yards to an opponent the one caveat I will throw out there is the the Bears game where they were up by multiple scores and were kind of allowing them to run in the fourth quarter you know that's the one game where I'm like okay I kind of understand it but over 120 yards on the ground five times this year they are not getting it done against the run at all and you know, I understand the too high safety thing, the shell they want to play, blah, blah, blah. But man, it's been disheartening and dispiriting. I mean, can we just call – can we just say the the truth here? Joe Barry is not a good coach. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the longer it goes, the more that kind of reveals itself, like, doesn't I it? I hate to be that Packer fan who's like I wants know. to go through defensive coordinators. But, know. bro, we literally have some of the best cornerbacks in the league, and we are so afraid to play press man. And you look at the Jets playing press on us like 80% of the time or something and kicking our ass, and you're like, why can't we do that? <sighs> Well, what's funny is that they started finally to play a little bit more man, a little more press. They had Jair on the best. The Jair was going into the slot on third down. Jair was following the best corner. And then Joe today in his media availability is like, well, when your players come to you and start saying and suggesting things, you want to listen. It's like it took your players coming to you to say, oh, yeah, maybe I should utilize my guys and play to their strengths. So you're going to – you're what like we 40 some years old and you've been in the league for how long and you're going to leave it on your plate, your 20 some year old player to tell you. Wow. I just, it just, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Again, I just be who yeah. you are. But again, not like who you the want self- to be. Oh, but again, that goes back to the self scout thing, right? It's really? like, are you looking at what other teams are yes. doing? Like, are you just playing the same shit you always played your whole life? Like what's funny is we have one of the most innovative creative minds on offense. And we have one of the most conservative milk toast coordinators on defense. (laughs) What's so depressing is that Denver's defensive coordinator is so good. And he was in the mix with Joe Barry interviewing for the Packers job. And Shit, I'd rather t- have Jim Leonard than damn Joe Barry right now. Holy cow. Wow, that's that's some breaking news right there. Corey Banky. 
Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. He's a, you're <laughs> pining for a terrorist. You're with the terrorists, sir. That's amazing. That's a this is a banner day at Cheesehead TV. Holy cow! I can't I believe think I just heard those words come out Jim, your mouth. I think I think if you polled like a million Packer fans, right? Ninety nine nine hundred and ninety nine thousand five hundred <laughs> would choose Jim Leonard over over Joe Barry. I do not. I, well, here's here's a question for you though. That means going back to Mike Pettin's scheme. Are you down with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Okay. All right. Just Dude, sure. Mike Patton would have played more press than this guy. <laughs> that's, Jesus, that's Lord, correct. thy birth. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hey, speaking of which, can we get Razul Douglas outside? Uh, like, I get it. I understand you want a bigger guy inside, and they finally put Jair in the slot on third down, etc. Okay, I'm all in. But, man, if it takes benching Eric Stokes – to put Douglas opposite Jair when they only have two corners on the field, do it. Do it. Eric Stokes is still in his rookie contract, and he's getting killed on these deep over routes. He got a reprieve against the Jets because they can barely throw the ball. But Douglas is an absolute fucking dog outside. He is not a slot guy. Stokes continues to have trouble with some of these, now I think if Joe would let him press a little bit more, get physical guys at the line of scrimmage, maybe he'd be a little better off. But if this is the style you're going to play, let Douglas play outside in your base set. Please, for the love of Jesus, I am begging you. He's a dog when he's got like the perimeter, when he's got the sideline and his help. He is so good. When you put him inside, it's not his game. Not his game. Be who you are. Again, theme of the show, be who you are. Well, and also, Devondre Campbell, what is going on, bro? I mean, Packers need better linebacker play in general, whether <sighs> it is Devondre Campbell, whether it is Devondre Campbell was our savior. Holy cow. And what yes, he was an all-pro last year, and this year he has more missed tackles through six games than he had all last year. Wow. He's out of position too much. He has like, – he's just – I mean, Quay Walker, like he's got – Here's the thing. Like right. he's a rookie. Come on, like yeah, he's a rookie. No, I get it. Bro. Even a I first round draft pick. It's gonna happen. Like it's gonna happen, dude. All oh my god, I I got so triggered on Twitter. Oh no! Most yeah, you did. Talking... Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was why, gonna ask about this. Why do people think they can talk about how good a draft pick is after six games? Because they're morons. Why do people do this? Why are they dumb? I don't understand. And like Peter Bukowski, he 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 oh like boy, here we go. he he fans the flames of it. He it talks about value about a first round draft pick, and I'm like, bro, I what know. are you doing? Getting engagement on Twitter—that's what he's doing. I. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's incredibly annoying. I know. I know. I, I'm aware. That's what it is. Quay is going to uh, be. But they, yeah, I agree. Quay is going to be good. It's just. I think Quay is going to be good eventually. But like right now. It's hit and miss. It's very inconsistent. He looks like a rookie. No doubt about it. And I know everyone hopes and prays that your first pick in the draft is going to come in and light it up, right? It's going to change the fortunes of your franchise. And that just ain't the way it is, especially picking at 22. Like, I get if it's a top five pick, you want a guy who's going to, like, completely change your identity. But that's not happening at 22, for God's sakes. No. Well, and, and you know, on the defensive side, you got to give a shout out. Rashawn Gary. Oh my uh, god. Jair with Alexander. a toe with a toe injury. Rashawn my Gary goodness. and Jair Alexander 
are just Jair's, playing lights out oh my football. God. Jair incredible. is that guy, man. The kind of football he shows they're playing. Up. He's so physical. He's so energetic. God, I love watching him play. Like that hit he had on Barkley in London. Are you kidding me? When he comes and just like literally decleats him into the sideline. I love this kid. I love him so much. And by the way, shout out to Jair for his work with the Packers for the Toys for Tots program in Green Bay. If you didn't see, I put it up on Twitter. He's doing, he's mad, he's basically offering $23 for every toy that's donated up to $200,000. I mean, it's pretty awesome. All around Lambeau throughout this holiday season. Check it out. It's dope. But if that's just like side salad to the main course, which is his play on the field, which is fucking phenomenal. I love Jair. You talk about, hey, you want to talk about draft value? Brian Gutekunst traded all over the map and then landed Jair with his first ever draft pick. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. That'll well, work. and Rashawn Gary, like the play that we're oh getting God. out of that guy, you know, it's like so good. What's crazy to me is if we just like if we just had one more, if you know, we got Kenny. And Rashawn, if there was just one more guy like that on the front defensive line, I personally feel like you would not have had the debacle at London. You wouldn't have had this demoralizing defeat near the end yeah, um, because good. you'd have a trio that could take over games. And we're getting so close to that. That that's what's that to me. That's what's like. It feels like the defensive line is getting to this close part where they could take over games, and it just hasn't happened yet. I, I hear you there. I will say this, and this is something I want to talk It's not in the script, but I do want to talk about this real quick. The fact that game after game, especially this last game, look at the Jets game, defense lights out for about three quarters, right? Yep. And then kind of not falls apart, but, you know, certainly gives up, like, you know, the, the, the drive where everyone in the building knows they're going to run the ball, and they run the ball all the way down the field, right? And I know Matt gave him a shout-out for keeping him out of the end zone. Great. You just bled the whole clock, so there's no chance for a comeback. But this team, as of yet, I don't think has played one game where we've seen truly complimentary football. Maybe the Bucks game. And that's only because of the performance of the special teams, where they kept mm-hmm. continuously pinning Tom Brady deep. But outside of that, that was something Matt used to talk about a lot. Complimentary football. If you're out there against the Jets and you're a defensive coordinator, i.e. Joe Barry, and you've held them somewhat scoreless for the majority of the game, I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time like getting upset that the defense gave up something at the end when you exactly. know the opponent has the entirety of their playbook still open to them because the score is what it is and it's so close because your offense can't do jack shit. Like, at some point, your offense 100%. has to help. But London, this, too. But this is the thing. London, too, but they this give up London, an Oh, my God, three and out. To a they go three and passes. They three and out. They go three passes three... in London. What the hell are you doing? You're winning Not the game three and passes. you go three passes. Three deep passes. What are you, you know, doing? And I, and I understand their thinking and their philosophy. <gasps> and I understand everything they Lord. said afterwards about why they did it and what they liked those calls, quote, unquote. But, man, like complimentary football, help your defense out. That is where this team is absolutely killing me. The fact that there is absolutely zero complimentary football happening week after week after week. That's what's killing this team. And that's what's killing me. I mean, there are a lot of things killing me, but that is killing me. Uh, let's look at ahead uh, to this Washington game. Speaking of killing me, because Taylor Heineke is getting the start, Corey. 
who ran all over Lambeau last year, even though the Packers got the W. So Packers avoid Carson Wentz, although they probably wish they were playing Carson Wentz because it's terrible. Heineke's got some legs, and he adds a dimension with his legs that I'm not saying is going to give Packers tons of problems, but could definitely. It gives you another wrinkle. gives you another thing to worry about. Kid, uh, kid could uh, not because put the team on his back or anything, but uh, it's another problem, another problem to worry about. Uh, the other thing to look for in this game is uh, Kendall Fuller is not even their most problematic defensive back because I think they benched William Jackson or are looking to trade him after signing him to a free agent deal not long ago. But I think Dobbs versus Fuller is going to be a big-time match in this game. I think Dobbs will get the better of that matchup, and I think the Packers will target Fuller with Dobbs in this game. Uh, I think they match up well for the Packers, and that is something to look for. Unfortunately, that will require some blocking up front, and this is another very tough defensive front. Um, You talk about the the Jets getting after it. Washington last year in Lambeau was no joke, and I'm telling this defensive front, if anything on this team is give the the Packers problems this week, it'll be basically the front seven of the Commanders. That's it's they're no joke, and this is yet another like hopefully. A come-to-Jesus moment where the Packers are like, yeah, let's get the ball out of Aaron's hands quickly. Let's get the ball to our running backs. Let's consistently move the ball down the field. And let's go and get the hell out of there with a W. That's uh, speaking of Speaking of the commanders, what uh, – yeah. so I – before the Jim Ursay announcement, after the mm-hmm. – uh, so, so after the New York Times article, but before right. the Ursay announcement, right? Right. Yep. I had pegged this – 24 person vote that they need to force Snyder out right. at 8%. After the Ursay announcement, I feel like right. we're what getting a little closer to like 18%. What do you think? Yeah, we're getting there. The thing is, is like the 24 vote thing is kind of a misnomer because yes, they need to vote, but when they vote, then it goes like legit. It goes to like to a trial where they have to whoever somebody has to go forward trial. and make a case. Yeah, tell me no, about the I'm trial. Serious. They have to make a case, which will probably, in this instance, is pretty clear. It'll be Ursay has to like put forth a case for why the team needs to be taken away from said owner. And then there's the like a million cases. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like Tyrion. Remember in Game of Thrones when Tyrion goes on trial? It's like that essentially, but. It's a little different from the sense of who's judging. I was about to but, say, are they going to like battle it out so you get to see Dan Snyder yeah. and, and, and then Jerry Dan Jones Snyder just demands a trial by combat, right? But apparently, <laughs> what's funny to me is the 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 take that I'm getting is that Jerry Jones right. does not like Dan Snyder. Is that true? I don't know if no. I mean, I don't think he likes Dan. Because did you at see all, this report where where Jerry Jones said "fuck off" to um to the, to uh, the Patriots Patriots owner, owner? Kraft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I think uh, I, I always thought Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft were like on the same page on everything. No, I think it's more so like there are a number of owners. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that Jerry Jones wants to get rid of the salary cap. Don't ever like everything you hear from Jerry Jones should be viewed through that lens. Like that guy wants more than anything to demolish what has made the NFL what it is, which is like hilarious to me. But I think like Jerry Jones has a begrudging, like, I'll deal with Dan Snyder because Snyder's just as awful as he is. 
essentially. But I like you know what's funny is I think the undoing of Snyder and to back to that New York Times article, mm-hmm. I believe the undoing of Snyder will be his inability to get governments to be able to give him a new stadium. <laughs> like that's right. gonna be his undoing. <laughs> because the NFL so wants bad. a new stadium for DC. Yes, of course they do. I mean, here's the other problem. Like Washington is such a great franchise in the sense of their history, their fan base. I know so many Washington fans that absolutely fucking hate him and wish that his team would get taken away and or he would sell, right? They have such a great history. And if you gave them or they built a new stadium, it would be fucking awesome. And people would go, yeah. no one goes. You can guarantee this Sunday that place oh, will yeah. be packed with Packers fans. Full of Packer fans. Absolutely Packer fans. packed with Packers fans. 100%. And it's the worst stadium experience in the NFL. The worst. Well, it's and that's awful. the thing. Any other owner, like literally the day they get a new owner, I bet the federal government announces oh. a subsidy for an entire new stadium. <laughs> I mean, they'll get a new stadium. Whoever. If Snyder's out, they'll get a new stadium. Whatever way they end up getting it, but it will happen. That, there's zero doubt about that. All right. The other we're, thing we're that I want to say, wait, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. The other thing I want to say is, okay, and I know that I'm considered a – I actually, I put this tweet out, <laughs> but is it in the Packers' best interest organizationally from 30,000 feet okay. to be against right Dan Snyder as an owner? And here's why. <sighs> because – that's a really good question. If they vote against Dan Snyder, the one thing that all the owners are afraid of on this vote is it opens up the door to other owners being voted out. And or other owners having their dirt dragged out into the public light. You know, and I'm not saying that's Green Bay specific. Obviously, I'm not worried. I don't about think that's Murphy. Green Bay, but dirt. but but imagine, but but imagine a scenario where Green Bay gets vote instead of Green Bay moving, right? Well, because if Green Bay right. can't move, right? But imagine if the owners potentially voted out Green Bay. That's a very long, involved narrative that would have many. Layers I'm just saying, if you're, if you're the right executive now. committee and the president, right. I'm just saying. No, if I'm looking but at here's it the thing: as the pre- traditionally. I will say traditionally, like through history, I'm talking like 100 years now, and especially obviously modern history where the NFL is what it is and Packers are represented by their president and CEO, whether it was Harlan back then, whether it's Mark Murphy now, traditionally, and Ron Wolf wrote about this in his book, traditionally, they follow the pack almost always. Right. Like it's always about – we're yeah. going to go with a majority. We're not going to yeah, make waves. Yeah, 24 people are voting. We're voting with the 24 If they can people. find, if there are 24 votes to bring Snyder to, like, trial or whatever, I think that, yes, they would go that way simply because it's a majority. Like, that's their kind of fallback yeah. default yeah. setting more often than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jeremy, roll it. That's right, it's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, you were hot to trot, even before you even read the script, on J.T. O'Sullivan and the QB School. People, if you are not following the QB School and or consuming J.T.'s content on YouTube, and this isn't even Packer-specific, 
However, he does do a great job kind of breaking down dispassionately whatever's going on with the Packers offense, whether it was off the playoff game and Aaron Rodgers in that setting or the Packers offense coming off that Jets game. Cannot recommend it enough. He does a phenomenal job. Follow him on Twitter. What's funny is that like I've been watching his YouTube stuff forever. I didn't even think about following him on Twitter until this week. Um, <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Like really, really good. Can't uh, recommend it enough. And Corey alluded to this clip that I wanted to show. Oh my lord! And this, is, this is the this shot. Is this is the shot up the right sideline to Aaron Jones that is incomplete. Needed a better throw, as JT intimates, no doubt about it. But he also points out other issues that are like continuous within the Packers' offense. Jeremy, roll it. So let's acknowledge that this is where the ball goes. It's not the greatest throw in the world. Okay, that happens. Now, we've got quads the rest of the way here. Okay, so four eligibles over here. This route by the number four eligible. One, two, three, four, count outside in. This, to me, whatever this is, is not good enough. I'm guessing it's supposed to be an over, and he just kind of shallows it off. Why does that matter? That matters because if we didn't like this, let's pretend like we don't like this matchup. So now we're going to work this drive concept. We're going to get a rub by the number three, and then we're going to try to get a runaway by the number two. So he's coming out underneath it. Well, the spacing here between the number four on whatever that is with the shallow from the number two, they're right on top of each other. This is a perfect opportunity for this guy to try to rub the number two defender and get a runaway here. But again, look at the spacing. So this again, another example of things are, we've got things that are not making sense to our guys. There are no routes that you run where you're two, three yards apart, all in front of the sticks. It's so good, and he does tons of this. Like it's so good. The and best what I one love about, yeah, the Sorry, best one is the one where he, where he, it's the one where he's hands off. He hands off to Jones on a play action, but then he talks right. about the time that it takes for him to turn around to see the play. And by the time he has that, he has a guy in his face, and how the scheme right. makes sense. But if Rogers doesn't go faster, it never is going to work. Right. Right. I mean, what I love about everything he does is how measured it is. Like, you know, I understand he's not a fan. He's an analyst, a true analyst. And I know a lot of people were kind of tweeting me today about the Orlovsky piece on NFL Live, which was good. It was really good. But it's so loud and it's so there's music. Orlovsky and it's like he's got to get through a lot of it. He's got to get through a lot of information really quickly because they're on a timer because of TV, whatever. But JT's channel is so good because it's so oh, like. Yeah matter of fact and very kind of lays everything out in multiple kind of layers and i just love it so if you're not following jt's channel do it you will i don't know if i i don't know who i like worst peter bukowski or dan orlowski i have to really at least played in the league and knows ball man bro he played for the lions that doesn't count bro it absolutely does if you played in the nfl any one of the 32 teams, it absolutely counts. What are you talking my about? My favorite clip that everybody that posts dude. every time he posts something, my favorite clip when is he when he goes out of bounds. When he goes out of bounds and gets the safety, it's like, bro, see space. So nice. See space. I love it. See space, um, bro. In other, in other environs here in the uh, blogosphere, uh, Corey and I are going to be on TV. That's right. 
We are? Saturday night after Saturday Night oh, yeah, Live right. in major markets. If you're in Green Bay, it's on at like 4 a.m. or whatever. So you probably will miss <laughs> it. But, but in in the most major television markets, right after Saturday Night Live, there will be a show on Saturday night called Free Agent Fan, where a fan who has no affiliation has to choose between two bitter rivals. Last week, I think it was a premiere. I think they did Eagles Giants. I'm not sure. But this week, it's Bears versus Packers. We have no idea who this guy picks. We have no clue. But there is a dude in, in, in dire peril needing to choose between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And Corey and I got to be part of the team trying to convince this dude to choose the Green Bay Packers to be his team. Uh, Saturday night. Jeremy, roll it. So this is where we do our podcast. Hi, my name is Corey Vanke. Hi, I'm Aaron Nagler, and I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. So this is where it all started. 2007 from Inwood, Manhattan. Cheesehead TV, I started with my best friend Aaron Nagler. We were diehard Packers fans who didn't live anywhere near Wisconsin. We had a daily conversation on the phone. Knock down, drag out, shout over each other. Full-throated fights about the Packers all the time. And we just were like, you know, what if we turn this conversation we have into a podcast? Hell no. Tell Packers me. number Tell one, true, Nagler. Packers number one, baby. Nagler. Packers number Who's one? number one on your power ranking? That'd be the Packers. Uh, Packer transplants. Our podcast is boring. No matter the fact that Corey has moved back to Green Bay, I still live in New York City. We're as diehard now as we ever were. This is Lambo, baby, yeah. I like to say Lambo Field's my lake, so this is my lake house. Seidletown, Lambo Field, Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's an incredible historical piece of Americana. The first thing that comes to mind when I think Packers is family. The best part of being a Packers fan is the community and the people of Wisconsin. Go Pack Go! The idea of being bonded by something, it doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, what you do, you're always welcome as a Packers fan. Saturday night, baby! And it will also be streaming on Peacock the day after. So Let me tell you this. If you can't if he doesn't, it live. If whoever it is doesn't pick the Packers, NBC is dead to me. Okay? <laughs> the entire network, including Peacock. I know I they don't say, care. I'm hey, just one person. But... They, don't, they don't care. Uh, the dude I seems know. nice. I don't know. I haven't met him, but uh, I've heard a lot uh, from the producer who hooked us up. Uh, she was um, – Jen. Shout out to Jen. Um, Matt Eisman is the host of this show which I didn't even realize until we saw some stills. There's Matt with the fan in question. Uh, Matt, funnily enough, I know Matt from back in the day at Bleacher Report. He auditioned to be the host at BR. Um, Love Matt, and he's phenomenal. He does American Ninja Warrior. Obviously, he's like kind of in the stable, so to speak, at NBC. Um, Hope this guy picks the Packers, because I can't imagine picking the fucking Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's trash. I picked the Lions over the Bears. Yeah. Right? Saturday night after SNL um, or streaming on Peacock the next day. Make sure you check it out to see Corey, myself, and hopefully this dude picking the right the right, the right, right choice. <laughs> we'll see. Um, 
Hey, Corey, we have not had a show since we were in London, mm-hmm. which is you know understandable. Dude, London was epic. Besides the besides the Packers, besides losing, the game, <laughs> right? Besides the get London besides was the game, amazing. How is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> right. No, but come on. How amazing was London? That was incredible. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I've never been to that. This we this is all of the people that showed up at Dog and Duck to meet us. That yeah, was absolutely nuts. We're, we that were. Nuts. They had to get a security guard from like London to like push us back <laughs> onto the sidewalk because cars were, were trying spilling to go out to the street and people were trying to pass crazy. by. What was nuts? And it was so funny we because a... we had all these we had all these people from Milwaukee like two weeks earlier. We had like sixty people show up. So I'm in my head. I'm like, launch. Yeah. oh yeah, we'll have sixty people. It'll be cool. It'll be awesome. And then we show up, and I didn't even have my video camera ready. Uh, Rachel and I didn't have our video cameras ready. We were because we were like, who are all these people? Why are there all these people outside this bar right. that we're going? To? <laughs> well, what's funny what is I saw the Packers. See? I saw Packers hats. I saw Packers things. And I'm like, well, the Packers are in London this week, so of course there's lots of Packers fans. Yeah. But it was like in an area where there are lots of pubs, and this is the only pub that had tons of Packers fans. So I was like, this can't be for us. But then in my mind, no I'm way. like, who else? Like, why else are they there, Aaron? And then we walked up, and the place went nuts. It was, was so crazy. great. I cannot begin to thank every single person that came out to the Dog and Duck enough. Because, Corey, as you said, it was surreal, man. It was hearing from people all over the world, like South America, Germany, Sweden, Japan, Brazil, India. Paraguay, Someone came from India, Brazil. Paraguay. It was nuts. I mean, everywhere yeah, around the world. It was nuts. It was nuts. But then what was crazy is just like on the street, like going to the Packers everywhere party. And then like, dude, that was what was crazy. Like we're at Packers everywhere and Charlie Barron's is there. And we were actually more recognized than Charlie Barron's, which does not exist in the U S like Charlie Barron's is a freaking to my, in my mind, Charlie Barron's is a celebrity. Love the guy. We're walking across and I literally took 40 selfies at Packers everywhere. And I was like, what is going on right now? This (laughs) is crazy. What is happening? Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a weekend I will never forget. I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, having me along, Cheesehead TV, making the trip, because we didn't need to do that, but we did it, and it was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. Um, let's get to uh, folks' comments, shall we? Because I'm sure people got stuff to say there on the old YouTube comments. Yeah, so we got Luke, Luke Carnes. Thank you, Super Chat. Thank you for this hour of fun. Been a rough day and love having transplants to fill my mind. Cheers. We're here for Thanks, you, Luke. Luke. Then we got a nuclear family. The Packers, Rams, 49ers, Broncos, and Bengals offenses have not been good as expected. Do you think the Shanahan scheme has been figured out? I talked about this a little bit on Daily. I think somewhat only because teams are playing so much too high that these guys don't want to stick with the run the way they should to get guys out of the too high shell. So I think, you know, as the season progresses, you'll see a bit of a shift there. I, I do not doubt for a moment. I can't imagine Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, etc., just get completely owned all season long. No, maybe they do, but I doubt it. I tend to doubt it. We'll see. Steve Snyder, LaFleur's inability to adjust or pivot mid-game, even during halftime, is really glaring through the years and getting increasingly concerning. I don't know. Is winning 13 games every year concerning? I understand they're 3-3 three and three right now, but, you know. 
You think they're going to win 13 games this year? No, probably not. But let's let the season play out. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl the year they were, you know, in 2010 when they lost back-to-back overtime games, and they ended up doing that. Who knows, man? We'll see. I definitely thought we were going to win the Super Bowl, but that was back. That was that was 2010. Because you always think they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I even we'll if see. we don't go 13 and three, I think we'll win the Super Bowl. So, uh, exactly. Ryan Willie, and that's what I was trying to point out earlier. And Corey hit the bullseye. If the game keeps going through QB one, this team will struggle. If it keeps going through QB one, they won't make the playoffs. Well, we got yeah, no choice, I, buddy. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's about like trying to find an identity. And they've both, he and Matt, have both talked about that. And if they want to do what they're doing through six games, which has been very sporadic, you're probably right. We'll see. J-Dome, any chance Barry gets fired in season? No chance. I don't no think he chance. gets fired I'd at be, the end of the season. I'd be absolutely shocked. Be, this is Matt's handpicked dude. No, I, I'd be absolutely shocked. Andrew Ware, this team has no identity. True story. I couldn't agree more. What is it that they True do well? Story. What can you hang your hat on? What is it that you say, this is this is what they're all about? Not a damn thing. I'm with you. Wendy Vance, thanks to Super Chat. Instead of shouting, go Pack Go at the game, I started yelling, run the ball. Maybe if the Packer fans started chanting this, especially since they took go Pack Go away, they might start listening. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we heard go Pack Go like a billion times oh my at Tottenham God. Hotspur Stadium. They played it like every chance they got. They played but at Lambeau, they never played and it. And they played it. What was funny is, so at Lambeau, they will play dun, dun, da, 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 dun. Then they'll play it like three times is the most they'll play it. But at Tottenham, right. they played it four. And one time they like, played it five times in a row. In a which row. Which is rare. That's in a like row. Not, that does not happen. Right. Not at Lambeau. I've, yep. ne- I've never heard five times in a row go back, go chant in Lambeau ever. By the life. way, I, I want to give Wendy a shout out because I'm pretty sure she's the one who pointed out a couple weeks ago that every time the Packers call a timeout prior to a third down and then come back out from the timeout, they get sacked. And that's happened literally every week since she pointed it out. So, shout out, Wayne. Wow. Uncultured, <laughs> Barbarian. The hour is late when Banky the Gray agrees with the uncultured Barbarian <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers. I love that we have Lord of the Rings fans up in here. It's so great. We're such nerds. And then un- uncultured so again. The most important question, when is your beer getting to northern Wisconsin? Mm, well, northern here's the thing. Wisconsin. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. So literally I tried to sign up a Green Bay uh, 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 event uh, location and we couldn't even sign up a Green Bay location because we keep selling out. And so like <laughs> gather, gathering place doesn't want to sign up anybody until we can give the beer to the people we've already told. To the people the we were so. already servicing. Right, right, right. Now I yeah. do think with three away games, I do think we'll be able to add more people. So, you know, because we don't have a home game till November. So my right. hope is we can we can brew some more beer. I got to get with Joe at Gathering Place. But my hope is we can kind of get ahead a little bit before November hits because we've got these three away games. Um, and the rest center doesn't have to use as much. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll be honest with you. Like the guy I just saw a thing. So shout out to Gathering Place. They just opened a new Wabatosa location, which uh, as a small business owner myself, it's got to be hard to like 
come out with a new beer. Right. Open That's a new really location. popular and people are buying it all there, right? <laughs> yeah. A lot, so, lot of balls in the air there at Gathering Place, lot, no doubt. A lot, no lot of, um, yeah, totally. A lot to work on. Um, a lot to work then on. We got, but we're trying. We're trying. The next place I need to get this beer to in my opinion, is like Wausau and Eau Claire because that's where we get – and La Crosse. Those are like the three places that we get the most like – we get the most like, why are you not in La Crosse? Why are you not out here? Right, right, right. Rumors about trading for Claypool, good trade or bad idea? It's fine. I've said all week. I mean, I know every year people talk about the trade deadline, and most seasons I'll say I give it a 10% chance. This year – I'll bump it up to 30. I think there's a 30% chance they actually make a trade. And Claypool's a fine player. Sure, bring him in. But I, I still highly doubt it happens. Brandon, shout out to Negs and his mom's impact. He was very real about that. And I know it's not easy, but sounded like she had an impact on the world. Really appreciate definitely, it. Thank you so definitely much. Definitely Northeast Wisconsin, for sure. Everybody like, who no I know in my family question. knew your mom. And yep. my family didn't even know your family. Like my aunt Nancy, she knew your mom really well. <laughs> Nancy was there on Monday. It was really well known. To see her. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Thank you so much, Brandon. It's really, really appreciated. Thank you. Too old for this. Sometimes watching Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers try to run an offense feels like watching Steven Seagal on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got nothing to add to that, but that's phenomenal. <laughs> that is great. Um. Let's give a shout out to our Patreon members. Patreon members, you are absolutely the bomb.com. Can't thank you guys enough for supporting Cheesehead TV. If you want to support Cheesehead TV, head to patreon.com slash Cheesehead TV. Uh, happy hour was great this week. Sorry, Corey couldn't join. He was in Japan. I think he was actually in transit from Japan, but um, it's so much fun. Thank you so much. And if you're here on the YouTube channel and you see people with green on their name, and or like emojis with Corey and myself, you can join the Carry the G Club. That's what that's all about. Another way to support Cheesehead TV. You don't got to belong to both. You can. People do. But both support Cheesehead TV. We really appreciate the support. Carry the G Club members. You're the bomb.com as well. You got anything else, Corey? No, I just, you know, we got we to gotta keep this. We got to just get better. <sighs> got to win a game. We got to win a game. These back-to-back nice. back loss thing, I'm not I'm not about all that life. I mean, I know Matt hasn't done it yet, and this is the first time, but okay, enough. We've experienced it. I remember what it feels like. Uh, I would like um I would like to be excluded from this narrative. Thank you very much. Yeah, and that's like an it. honor of that's an honor of uh T Swift coming out at midnight. So there we go. Uh that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants Live. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.